0: Past players, past legends, past
1: legends. Uh, We're privileged to have on the line today Tim May, former South Australian off spinner, 24 test matches, 75 wickets, average of 34, 439 first class wickets, average of 35, course that famous 42 not out in the test match here against West Indies in 92-93 where he also took five for nine. Uh, importantly a member of the South Australian winning Sheffield Shield side in 96-97. Welcome aboard Maisie.
2: Hey
1: thank you so much. Thanks for
3: your time. Thanks for joining us mate. Uh, like we do with most of our guests we'd like to sort of find out where your cricketing began and obviously growing up in South Australia here you uh, started out at Burnside Primary and then ended up at Prince Alfred. Was there a little bit of cricket involved uh,
2: there? Um, uh, look, as a kid growing up, I was just like any other sort of you know, Australian kid. Um, played a bit of cricket and then football in the winter or whatever. I wasn't very good at football. I was pretty scared. Um, but, um, you know, I just sort of you know, played you know, with my mates and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't think we actually had a team at Burnside Demonstration School, but then I went to Prince Alfred when I was in grade six, and then I was just basically the normal progression of the cricketer through the ranks from school to club and then state, and then I was fortunate enough um, for the selectors to have a brain fade and then pick me for a few tests. So um, that's, that's that's been my journey. That probably um, now makes and, a bit more yeah. sense,
1: Maisie, because I can't remember you at Burnside. Now, you're two years older. And then, of course, myself at Burnside, lucky enough to have Gavin Jarman there then, so Barry coach. So that yeah. probably explained why we had a side and all that side of things. So, yeah, where probably cricket wasn't superly organised at Burnside before that. So, yeah. yeah. So, Tim, then it... Then yeah, it... Yep, go on. So there's Sorry. Some... Go on. So yeah, then at Princes, go through your journey a bit at Princes, mate.
2: Um, well, Princes, I just, you know, I played in uh, grade six. I was in the primary age, age side or something. And then I went to, uh, 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 I don't know what they call it, from year eight to 12, um, and um, just played. I think I played in the under-13s. Um, and I think I was in the under-14s when I got um, selected um, in the first 11. Um, and I, I just loved my cricket at Prince's. You know, the Oval was magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you also... Like the Indicoles, intercollegiate games we used to play against St. Peter's, I, I, I still rate them really highly in what I've achieved in cricket. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just love my time at, at Prince Alfred College. It's a wonderful school. It's got a, you know, it's got a, a cricketing tradition. Um, with I mean, there's countless players that have played for Australia that have come from that great school. And uh, you know, my, my 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 parent, my folks, they sacrificed a, a significant a significant amount of their life so their son could go to this wonderful school. And uh, so um, nothing. That I've ever achieved would have been possible without my parents. Oh,
1: fair call. Cool. Yeah, no, I love that, Mosey.
3: Um, obviously, uh, playing cricket uh, for the school was a big thing, but I have to digress just a little bit here. Footy was also on the radar as far as Nord goes.
2: Yeah, when I um, I played in the first eighteen at um, Prince Alfred College, and you know I was I think I played on the wing, and then I played up forward for a while. But um, when I left, I had a really good mate called uh, Jack Gallagher, yes. who's a famous football name in South Australia. And Jack dragged me out to the North under-17s. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed that experience. But it didn't last too long. Um, I think in the second game I played, I, uh, and they were playing me at centre-half forward. That's how poor we were in those days. <laughs> um, but uh, I wrecked my knee. And uh, that was the last game of football ever played. So it's all um, Gallagher's
1: fault, all your injury problems uh, over the years, Maisie. I'm sorry, I
2: missed it's, that. Moment. It's sorry. all
1: it's all ga- it's all uh, Gag's fault for your injury problems over the years.
2: Well, well it was certainly John's fault because I I, I I remember leading to the space where we're supposed to kick it, and the silly bugger. Kicked it way over my head, so I tried to turn around, and there was a pack coming towards me, and I just, you know, the, my knee just got caught in the, uh, in, you know, the, the car crash that came my way, and, um, and I just knew straight away that I'd done something um, pretty ordinary to it. So anyway, that's, um, you know, and that, that's sort of every year or whatever I have to have my knee cleaned out after that. so It was a minor, a minor pain in the ass, but. Um, I don't regret playing for Nord at all. In fact, you know, like, you know, you, you know how much I love the Nord yes, football club. Yes, so you are. me put um, me pulling on number five um, for the Nord under 17s really was a highlight for me.
1: Now don't worry, you were pizza Nord man as well, Absolutely. mate. I wouldn't do it without anyone else other than a Nord man, mate. Of course, you uh, also had some amusing times with gags uh, with Jack Gallagher. Tell everyone about uh, out there about your uh, the famous possum pages side of things, Tim. Oh, oh good lord! Um, yeah, look, uh, we um,
2: you know we were university students at this stage, and um, we decided to have a bit of fun with the possum pages, and we just made up jokes, um, sort of riddles, and all that sort of stuff that they include um, poems. Um, and we'd post them into the Sunday Mail and, because the possum papers used to be a lift out in the middle. And, uh, and it used to come out on Saturday night and the boys would race to the news agency you know, uh, on a Saturday night see if we made the paper. And uh, we, we actually got a, a lot of our stuff um, published, which gave us a great deal of mercy. Um, and, and in the end, we got enough possum points um, to receive a bi- a bicycle for an eight-year-old, because our little character kept on saying he was eight years of age. Um, so at that stage, at, at that stage, the gig was up. Um, so uh, there's no way any of us were going to go down and claim this, bo- this bike. So there's a bike somewhere at the uh, at the Sunday Mail that, that, that's just sitting there, waiting for this little character to pick up.
1: You'll get around to it one day, the character.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That is a great story. Is there one thing too that it turns out by fluke that I actually you scored before me at Kensington on that scoreboard down by the uh, far end, you know, Ford Oval end at, at at Parkinson, Tim.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, I, I just um, I, I, I was in the corner from Parkinson Oval and um, Parkinson Oval and the Kensington District Cricket Club soon became my life and uh, there is no better club in Australia than uh, Kensington uh, and unfortunately right now I'm experiencing a bit of uh, forgetfulness so you might yep. have to remind me what I was talking about no, that's unfortunately, fine, This happens with we will the get to that keeping I've got
1: yep okay yeah no no you it's we will get to that side of it but yeah no don't worry you know me I'll, I'll sort of plug any gaps there that's fine and go Thanks go through go through to your shield debut uh, yeah your, your shield debut Tim um against New South Wales I, I,
2: I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what year it was but um, it, I, I okay uh, so what was I then 23 um, I made the state score when I was in the, uh, in the under 19s and um, I got the impression that they're pretty keen to throw me to the wolves pretty early, um, but uh, then fate stepped in, and I wrecked my knee. Uh, I did something else. Um, oh yeah, and I got my finger in a, the the grand final that we played against Salisbury. Um, uh, Wayne Pryor Fang yep. hit me in the uh, in, on my spinning finger, yep. and it sort of shattered the knuckle
0: and so that kept
2: me out it kept kept me out for about 12 months i think i played one game for the whole year for kensington and that was actually in the b grade final where i didn't really perform very well with the ball but i think i made 90 something or something which gave us a chance but we lost i think or did we win
1: i don't know no that's it's fine of course, one of my favourite photos is you actually from an Adelaide University C grade premiership side. That photo's still up at Uni Oval with you, uh, uh, strategically placing the cricket bats too, Tim. So that that famous photo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go go through to your te- your test debut against New Zealand, mate. Um, yeah, my, my test debut was against New Zealand. Yeah.
2: I remember, I I think I, 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 yeah, I played, I got selected for the Australian team for the 19, whatever it was, 87 uh, World Cup.
1: Yeah. Um, Sorry, we should carry that, uh, obviously.
2: Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I think I proved that I could, I could handle that international arena. And when we returned to Australia, they picked the first test side and I was fortunate enough to be in it. Yeah. and even more fortunate that my debut was at the beautiful Adelaide Oval. Um, and, you know, there's nothing that really stands out about the game, apart from some like Andrew Jones, maybe yeah. 156. Yeah. Um, he was out about when he was two, I think, in the first over of the bowl. It got him caught in place, but the umpire didn't agree with him. Yep. Um, but Andrew afterwards came up to me and said, yeah, man, I hit it. Um, so, you know, and... and at the end, it doesn't matter what grade of cricket you're playing, what level, you know, it, 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 it's it's just the same game. Only you've got some better players around you. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, it's no great stress. It's it was exciting, rewarding. Just loved it.
1: What about playing in the World Cup? The winning World Cup must have been a huge a huge buzz. Playing under Alan Border, of course. Border getting, getting out with the reverse sweep shot, and uh, yeah. yeah, and that the Ice Man in in Steve War in that whole one day series being the closing bowling. It must have been a huge, huge thrill to play on that side too, and sort of like the birth of the renaissance of Australian cricket, really, under Alan Border. Yeah,
2: well, I think you have to say Alan Border and Bob Simpson. Yeah. Um, Bob Simpson introduced discipline, hard work, um, and the like would would produce records. And in those days, you know, you can't the bats weren't as big or whatever; you couldn't hit as many sixes and fours and all that sort of yep. stuff. Um, oh, shit, I've got a brain state.
1: No, That's right, mate. <laughs> yeah, and we okay. we just got up in the so we beat England in the fire in the final just. Um, course of course, a set where
2: uh, there was oh a- yeah the, yeah the World Cup. Hey, yeah. I'm back on track. Yep, you're right. Yeah, and uh, uh, when we went over there, um, all the press was saying this is the worst Australian yeah. side they've ever seen. They also they also said that about the 1989 Ashes. Yeah. thing. but um, and that sort of you, know, you, you don't really need too much more incentive to win a World Cup, but that provided us with a little extra, a uh, little extra determination. And um, we just kept on winning. Um, simple as that. Uh, probably the hardest game we had to play, uh, apart from the final, was the semi final in Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Imran Khan was at his peak. And um, courtesy of Steve Waugh, I, I think the last time he was playing, he was facing a guy called Jappa. I think his name was. Yes. And uh, I think Stephen took him to town and got about 26 runs off the last over of our innings. And, you know, that 22 runs was just so valuable in the end because it was a reasonably tight game um, in front of a pro-Pakistani crowd. It was a great experience, just an outstanding experience. Loved every minute of it. Loved it.
3: Almost, Almost shades of what happened this year. A little
2: bit. It, it was, it was, but they lost a couple of games. I don't think we did. Yeah, yeah. In terms of yeah, but that that the, the, the World Cup victory in um, um, earlier or late last year was just wonderful. Like yeah. the, they've got so much talent in that team, and have got that Mercurial Maxwell. Who's yeah. just extraordinary? That, that extraordinary innings he yeah, played
1: against Bangladesh. That was unbelievable. That's that's, yes. that's oh. still the best for mine. That's the best one day oh, gig oh. ever. I, you oh,
2: I've never seen the likes of that yeah, before. Exactly. Was, um, uh, uh, oh, gee, I, you know, and I really, really hope that at some stage in the future that um, Maxi gets the opportunity to play Test cricket.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I think you know we've seen with that Bazball or whatever. Yeah. It's okay to be aggressive in Test cricket, and um, I, I think he'll just be well suited well, to that arena.
1: It's farcical that he has never played a home. He's never played a Test match in Australia. And That's quite ridiculous, really. Um, yeah, so actually sorry. Well,
2: yeah, you can say you can say it's ridiculous, but. You have a look at that batting
1: line, it's pretty hard to get in. Yeah, but there were times like he made the hundred in India, and then he came back and didn't get picked. I, you know, I, I thought that was a bit bizarre. So anyway, um, yeah, okay. Tim, Tim, tell us about uh, your fascination with the film, and it is famous for you, Fer, Ferris Bueller.
3: Now, this is one of my
1: favorite yeah, movies too. So are. this is Maisie's favorite film. Go for it, Maisie.
2: Well it was pretty immature, really, but um, I love Matthias. I just just find him an adorable little character. And um, actually, as I speak to you, I've now got my Abe Frauman Sausage King of Chicago T-shirt on. Um, So um, he's never far from me, but, uh, you know, I've watched the the movie, I I don't know, 30 times, um, including a special screening at the Beach Luxury Hotel in... in Karachi. Um, uh, where was it? Kar- Karachi. Karachi. Yeah.
3: Well, I haven't um, I haven't done that, but uh, that sounds amazing.
2: Well, we... we uh, Stephen Laura, and I uh, found a video store, yeah. and there it was, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So we rented it. went over to the hotel, which we weren't staying at, <laughs> and they have a little c- cinema room where people were watching some family thing and I think we might have had a couple on board and we just walked in there and said, look, change your plans, took out (laughs) our video, put on Ferris um, and we watched it with all these Pakistanis who probably couldn't understand a word that was going on, but God, they laughed.
1: (laughs) And you always used to leave tickets at the gate for Ferris Bueller and I think a lot of us benefited from that over the years, Tim.
2: Yeah, like, you know, it, 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 um, the, the worst thing about playing cricket, uh, it's not the worst thing, but the, the little minor hassle is you, you get inundated by people um, for tickets to the game and all that sort of stuff, which, you, you know, you're obviously really willing to do, but it comes a bit of a pain in the ass at times. So um, I just told my mates, say, so look, wherever we're playing, whatever, I'll leave two tickets to Ferris, like, no-one else is going pick to pick, pick them up apart from my mate. So, um, you know, that continued my whole career.
0: Immature. Ah, brilliant.
2: Ah, effective. Well, but funny. Effective.
3: Yeah. Probably explains
2: yeah, my, my
0: immaturity
3: the right there. Um, fa- <laughs> Favourite part of the Ferris Bueller movie? I know there's so many. Um, it,
2: there's so many classic lines. Wow. That, that so, you know, there's so many. I, I love when he talks about isms. Um. And also, when he pulls out the clarinet and plays a few terrible tunes yep. and just says, hey, no lessons. Um, those sort of things tickled my fancy. That was pretty funny. Yep. But the whole film's a highlight. Like, there's never a dull dull moment in that movie. It really is one of the greats. John Hughes is the d- director, and he's a magician in terms of uh, comedies.
1: Now, with your career for South Australia, and you and I have debated. This over the years, and I'm, I understand where you come from because I've always thought you sort of got penalised at having to be the stock bowler, especially on flat Adelaide Oval wickets in the fir- in the first innings, where a return of three for hundred and twenty or forty overs was actually a significant achievement. But geez, you, you used to you used to ruin your spinning finger, your calluses, and all that. You, like, your hand was bloody revolting to look at, and, to, and that, and I always thought that that hurt you a little bit in terms of your strike rate side of things with having a bowl carry South Australia a bit in that way, but also what it did to your hands?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah as you said, we've debated this often. Um, there's no doubt that um, for, you know, I suppose, the significant amount of my career for South Australia that our bowling lineup. Um, it wasn't as strong as we pro- probably would have liked.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so it just sort of I, just as a result of that, and uh, that, 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 that I'm pleased that I'm not, not trying to be um, uh, critical of any of the blokes who played for South Australia. They're all wonderful players. Um,
3: yeah, um, we, we probably just lacked that little bit of depth.
1: A little bit of strike power yeah. as well as a strike yeah, power. Like, yeah, you know, so Fang had been oh, yeah. around a bit more where Fang had those injuries. Then he went to World Series. We had Hoggy a bit there for a while, but then we just, we probably, and, you know, the, went then Joel, but that was only short, we we just lacked a couple yeah. of strike bowler, so it went back to you a lot, Block the end up, and let's try and force, yeah. a, force a shot at the other end a little bit. Yeah,
2: look, I think that's fair, Malcolm. Um I, I, I would have preferred to bowl less in the first innings of the game,
0: yeah. but
2: because it, 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 it's something I really haven't talked about much, and because I didn't want people to know, which is probably selfish of me, it, the, the uh, my busted knuckle that I did back in whenever it was, um, it, it, it's made my knuckle look ridiculous, which actually yeah. was great because it sort of it formed the, the the knuckle formed around a cricket ball so I could grip the ball bloody well. Yeah. <clears> oh,
1: <throat> yeah, my... so it, you just um, had to carry South Australia a fair bit. You know, there's a couple of games. There's one other game, Tim, because we will get... Oh, this, no, no. Like, now, hey, sorry, guys. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry if this is...
2: I'm lacking professionalism in this. No, no, we'll no, no it's it no, fine, mate. My, my, my brain sort of gets a bit muddled with all these yeah, drugs no, we'll, that I'm we'll, taking. Hey, but, I, can, I can edit I anything that's good... Okay, thanks mate, Um, but um, it was a problem for me. If I bowled, let's say, the 20 overs uh, in the first innings, my finger just swells up and I couldn't actually, this happened all through my career, I couldn't bend it.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, and I would say, anyway I went to a hand therapist or whatever and I'd, I'd just have to keep squeezing and squeezing on this stuff called silly puppy. And eventually I'd get back to, you know, 90 degrees with my finger and my knuckle or whatever. Um, and so if I bowled extensively in the first innings, I was never going to be that effective
0: yeah. or
2: as effective as I could have could been in the yeah. second innings yeah. just because, you know, I couldn't really get a great deal of spin because my, you know, my finger was so fat and it wouldn't wrap around the ball properly. So um, I never really told anyone that because um, I didn't want it to impact Tom's selection or, or otherwise, which is, you know, at the end of the day, it's pretty selfish of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, these are the things you deal with. Life's not hard. Um, it's full of hurdles, and that was just a little
1: tiny hurdle. I want to bring up one other game, Tim, which probably doesn't get any coverage, really? Purely, uh, I was actually there with Tony Foster, and actually he's in uh-huh. hospital as well as we speak. Uh, all the best to TF. Oh, as I know. Well. Yep. So with TF and Jeff Wilson, a couple of and Spog Raymond at a one day game against Tasmania at Footy Park, Pleurisy Park, and you took four for nine, and you did look like you were going to get a wicket every single ball as well.
2: Um. Yeah, that was a spinner's stream that wicket. Is a i I think it was a drop in or something like that. Like, yeah. Quite, quite frankly, if you're worth if you're worth a pinch of salt, salt you could have got wickets out there. So yeah, again, just fortunate with the conditions, and you know, I just happened to be on that day. And we, ma- we
1: may have been about half the crowd down at Footy Park that that day as well. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah it was, it, for, for, for my recollection, it was bloody cold. It
1: was freezing. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Well,
1: thank you very much for coming down and watching, mate. <laughs> belatedly. yeah. Um, I, could, I actually do remember too. I think I remember sitting with you for a while at the 81-82 uh, game when we won the shield, which wasn't technically the final, but when we had to defeat Victoria to win the shield. And I did gather, you know, just a, there was a you were you were rapt that South Australia were doing well. Um, and that, but I did get a bit that day that there was a, a little bit of what if, and geez, I want to be a part of this in the future, which was obviously fair enough. Yeah. So, but I remember sitting yeah, with like you for natural. a while at that. Yeah, bloody oath it is. So, it's um, just
2: natural. Like, you, you want to be the play the highest level that you possibly can. And um, in those days, uh, shoe cricket was uh, followed a little bit more. Yeah. Um, than it is now in terms of active spectators, right? Yeah. It still has you know, a passive interest through eyeballs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, God, it's happened again. Nah, take your time. That's fine. Oh, I'm nah.
2: so sorry. No, nah, no, nah, you're all so right, good,
1: Maisie. Matt. Maisie, you, what, we will get to that at the end, what you're going through and that side of things. Don't worry. Okay. I was at a Shield game last year where um, I called out to Jake Lehman in the at the lunch break because he was on 40 odd 48 make sure you acknowledge every single person individually and i did it behind the glass at the body line bar and he was looking around trying to find the voice and he said i knew it was bloody you but i couldn't find you and i said that was actually an achievement <laughs> considering there was 35 of us there you know at, uh, at adelaide <laughs> so uh, a good on you
3: just just on the Sheffield shooter are you a little bit disappointed that it has sort of turned into a bit of a uh, you know the spectators aren't rolling up to games
1: like they used to I'm disappointed yeah. our test players yeah, don't well, play not... in it anymore it's more that the it's more that for me not look I, I've got a beef where they charge 10 bucks mm. to get in and 17 bucks to park your car so they've effectively priced pensioners out of it which I just just really makes me angry on the on the mental health side of things and all that well yep. I think it's it's been dumb but it's more the fact that nowadays test players never play shield games anymore when, when we played new south wales and you, you you played a full strength new south wales side you know as yeah. Dizzy and Tim have said over times that was stronger than playing a test match. So you were really tested, no, where of totally course nowadays that. that never happens. Yeah. And that's that's my real beef now, where it's been relegated because of the big bash. It's a, li- a bit at the start of the year, and then we'll tack it on at the end almost as an afterthought, and it's just lost its pride of place in the cricket calendar, where it, it, it where it was, was heading with it, yeah. you know, and it was, shill cricket was huge. And yeah, it's, it's more where it's been relegated now, where the... Big bash has got its all its priority. Where I the priority is on the dollar, not on the good of the game. And you know, with India's influence and all that, it's, that's another whole topic in itself. But that's a fair bit of frustration there, as you can probably test him knowing what a cricket sports nut I am. And I'm sure your feelings on that are probably reasonably similar.
2: That's the longest question I've ever been asked. <laughs> so what was a um,
1: question? It was probably more of a statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sorry about that. Yeah, I wasn't going to say
2: that. I always been kind. Yeah. Um, but no, 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 Shilk, look, let's just step back and see what is shield cricket. Um, and whilst it's, you know, players representing their state and they get a great thrill out of it, it's the nursery for test cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and accordingly, um, it will always be strong. It will need to be subsidised heavily through Cricket Australia. Um, but, uh, oh, fuck. I'll get this in a second, boys. No, you're right, Help mate. me. Oh, even let's go... If, if I, if I, if I, if, hey, if I pause, just repeat the question. Yeah, that's or, fine. Or just... Tell
1: me what I was talking about. Yep, yep. So just with Shield cricket, where it's at, and look, I, I do want to get to the oh. Shield final too and obviously what a great game that was. But mm. yeah, you know, let's also remember in that Shield final, Gilchrist played one of the most extraordinary innings and in every one oh. of us who was there. So look, I think the Shield nuts, and let's be honest, there aren't a huge number of absolute Shield morons like myself, um, around knew that, hey, shit, this guy is is special. And, geez, didn't he show it in that game? It's
2: very hard to hear that. It was very hard to hear that question. Just
1: saying Gilchrist's innings in that game, he, he really oh. announced himself where you went, fuck, this guy is a, a superstar.
2: Yeah. Um, I thought I had his measure. I think we played him earlier on in the year at the Wacker, and it was one of the very few times that I actually worked out how to bowl at the Wacker. I think I got him in both innings. And so coming here, I thought, you know, Adelaide I will spin a bit. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be pretty cool. Probably spin more than the wacker was that day. Yep. Um, but it, it didn't. <laughs> that plan got uh, changed pretty quickly as he just—he he literally belted the daylights out of me.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and no matter how I tried to vary or whatever, he just hit through the line or hiked me over cow corner. Um, And, you know, I wasn't the only one that suffered. No, Macca suffered a
1: fair bit that day as well. Yeah, which we've had Macca as a previous... so he should. We, We... We've had Macker as a previous guest on the show, and yes, he did talk about that. And uh, he did talk about the celebrations afterwards where a certain TBA may uh, may have led him astray just a tad that week, considering he had a district final on the Saturday, and you uh, you wouldn't let him leave the, uh, the famous planet, etc., and uh, all that uh, before the game, mate. Kept him down there. I don't believe that at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, I, 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 at that stage, realised that um, perhaps my time was up as a first-class cricketer, so, um, you know, I probably over-celebrated that fact. Um, but oh, I, 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 a reasonably humorous story was, um, I don't know how many days on the pitch we had, um, again, reasonably or irresponsible, but we had something to celebrate and um, and and I got on the plane. I, I was going over to the US after about five days of celebration um, to, to see my future wife. And uh, I sat down in my seat on the plane, and I was like beetroot red, sweating and shaking like a, well, just shaking all over. And I sat down. And the guy sat next to me. He said. Jeez, you look—you look—you look like
1: you've had five days on the piss, and I just looked at him and said, "Correct." <laughs> yeah. Um, go back to, to to we will go through a bit of Nord stuff. Obviously, as a Nord, as a Nord kid, you're a big Nord man like like and uh, Pete myself, and you may have had the odd beer or two at the uh, at the at Red the Red Club. Club and. Yeah, you know, the seventy-five grand final well, and all through that, you've spent a fair bit of time. You know, with Oof. with the Gallagher's, Fozzie, Scans, Niggs, etc. over the time so yeah, go for yeah. it, Maisie. There,
2: yeah. Look, I had a, a lot of great mates um, that played and. The Norwood football, uh, the, the Norwood football team was—they were my heroes. I, I just loved them, and uh, in those days—and I, I don't know if it still continues—but there's an Ken, uh, annual Kensington no, unfortunately it Norwood doesn't. football ga- uh, club yeah. game, yeah. and uh, they were just wonderful. Oh, oh great! I, does. I just love meeting these, love meeting these guys, and you know, like pff, well, I made lifelong friends from that. Um, and back to having a couple of beers at the Resigs cover or whatever, there was, my Saturdays were just wonderful. Me and a few mates would book a table for the members' lunch prior to the game, have a couple of bevies, walk under the scoreboard, have a couple more <laughs> beverages, and, you know, and root hard for, for the Norwood Football Club. It was, there was plenty of laughs out in the mound, you know, and everyone sort of, you know, from match to match, you know where everyone's going to be sitting or standing and all that sort of stuff, and, and you just become mates with everybody in the crowd, and it, it, it was it was a wonderful time. I just loved every minute of the Nord Football Club.
1: Yeah, a couple of funny ones here, Pete. A couple of personal things with Tim. So lined up when Tim Hat was, you know, one of the owners, and 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 that with the event, with the uh, players' players' bar, yes, and that. So lined up to get in for New Year's Eve, and Tim's walked up and said to Jeff Wilson and himself and Emma, you know, follow me, we'll go in the back way. And he said to Jeff, uh, "Geez, Malcolm's going all right, you know, with his girlfriend there. And Jess replied, no, no, they're married. And uh, Maisie's gone, Jesus, there's hope for every bloke in the world. Yeah, he's batting well above his weight. Now, that was fair. I can't argue with that whatsoever, Maisie. And another point, I, I won tickets for a Steve War book launch after uh 95 tour of the West oh. Indies. So I was, at, I was at players, and let's be honest, I was easily the oldest person amongst the people, mm-hmm. mainly young kids side <laughs> of things. And I've gone to Steve Waugh. Look, I've only got one problem with your book. You didn't dedicate it to Bob Newell, And he's, he's yelled out, hey, Maisie, Maisie, this guy knows Bob Neil, And you were work, working down the other end of the bar, and you've just looked up and gone, yeah, he's one of the ringleaders. And just put your head down kept doing whatever you are doing. And... Um, so, Steve Ward just started talking to me, and the other kids who were one t- just got this vacant look on his face because uh, Steve Ward just wanted to talk about Bob Neil then. Yep. So, yeah, so that was a yet again uni footy club and Bob Neil delivering. And of course, you, uh, you won, as you said, one of your great achievements was featuring on the spin triplets banner, the uh, Shane Warne, Tim May, and Bob Neil spin triplets banner from David Gordon was a. Uh, where you were, uh, you very much enjoyed that banner and pissed yourself laughing at Adelaide Oval when Gordo put it up, mate. Uh,
2: that was bloody funny. It, it uh, gave a great deal of mirth to my uh, fellow teammates as well. So, uh, who, who actually made that sign? Yeah, David. Was that, David. Was
1: it you, or? No, no. That was David Gordon. Gordo uh, was the generally our artist and uh, link behind it. And uh, Triple M, <laughs> M may have had a competition. No, SAFM it was. May have had a competition at. To one stage of the best banners at the footy yep so uh, this was after the of course the uh, Escobar had scored the own goal and had been shot in Colombia and so uh, Gordo put up a banner corns for Colombia with a with a gun on it and the guy pissed himself laughing and goes that's easily the best but it can't win boys and yeah we're, we're all in on that and yeah, so free OJ jail corns, and yeah, it became a bit of a. And Graham, to his credit, laughs about it now. He didn't sort of laugh about can, it back can then. I just but, think,
2: yeah. Can I just expand a little bit? And there's, there's one part of my cricketing career that I or, that I haven't touched on. Adelaide and that, uh, it, it was the Adelaide University Cricket Club, and uh, when I f- uh, first got out of school, um, I first got uh, yeah. When I went to university, in those days, if you went to university, you had to play for yep. university, so I had to leave Kingsley and play for the university cricket club, which at the time I wasn't that happy about. Um, but I cannot tell you how much fun I had at yeah. that club. Yeah. The, 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 you know, you, you, there's guys that were just absolutely geniuses, um, which was you know, fun to pick their brains, and the, but... God, they were funny. They had yeah. this wonderful sense of humour. the whole club did. And my time at um, Adelaide University, and whilst it may not have helped my cricket, um, was just full of joy. I just loved every second there. And, and it's really great to see that uh, the Adelaide University is now, now a, you know, a, a strong cricket club in the Premier uh, Cricket League or whatever yeah. you call it over here now. Yeah. Um, but they were the great days.
1: Great days. Uh, and it was. It was a link between the cricket and footy club back then and of course Fred Block being the leader of the footy club was also involved in play cricket for uni, so he was always the yeah. the link as he was the link with absolutely everything. And yeah, it was some Fred, great some great times there with both clubs sort of combined in that. A
2: little known way. a little known, a little uh Malcolm, a little known yep. fact is that um Fred's wife Maida Yes. Yep. Used to be the the tea the tea lady at Price Waterhouse where I worked. Yes,
1: that's right. And
2: um and a better person, I think you really struggle to find yeah. a better person than Maida. No. Which you know you can understand why Fred married her. She she is a wonderful no, a wonderful woman and yes. um, she's uh, she's a great one. And I hope that um, she's okay now. That yeah. No, I was going to touch. Fred's us. Yeah,
1: I was going to give Ma a ring ring, and all that. And so I will give her a ring and say that you've uh, wished her all the best and all that side of things as well. Please. It? So please I appreciate do. it for Help. that. Yeah. So, no worries, mate. Tim, go on. So your studies, you studied a Bachelor of Economics and then qualified as the you know, CBA as a chartered accountant. And then you were the inaugural CEO of the Australian Cricket Association. Go through that side of things, Tim.
2: Uh, you, you bobbled out there, mate. I'm, I so you went a little bit. With the yeah, thing,
1: the yeah the CEO. So you're you were the, the, the inaugural CEO. Yeah, the CEO. What you know? What the role entailed and all, all that side of things.
2: Look, um, when I was appointed, you know, I wasn't really appointed CEO as such. It was, hey, former player association. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. Um, so. I think it was back in February
1: nineteen. I don't know, ninety seven. Ninety
2: six. When you stopped playing, yeah, yep, yeah. I moved to Melbourne um, because my wife um, got a very handy job offer over there. Um, Oh
1: god! So you you then established the players' association with the aim at just getting a more equitable share.
2: yeah, um, and we, we certainly had a battle like Cricket Australia, and it doesn't matter whether it's Cricket Australia or any other you know, sport in the world, they typically tried to resist player associations, break them down, divide, conquer, all that sort of stuff. Um, but in those days, and still these days, we were blessed with um, wonderful blokes playing for Australian, uh, for the Australian team who just hung, hung tough... Um, Uh, in the face of um, threats from Cricket Australia, or ACB as it was in those days, and a general... um, I don't know how you say it. It's sort of a general distaste from the public that the players wanted to um, uh, get more... or a more equitable share of the game's revenues. Um, And and that certainly took its toll on the blokes, but... You know, some guy was struggling, was thinking, you know, I don't want to be part of this or whatever. But there were always, you know, a collection of blokes would get down, sit down, explain to them what the situation was. And in many ways, it was a now or never um, exercise. And we were just fortunate enough that we hung in there so long Um, because, you know, we were an office of one or um, probably, let's make it, Two. Yep. It was me and uh, J- James Erskine who from Sports and Entertainment Limited who um, provided us with the expertise that we needed um, to deliver a, 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 a decent proposal to the, um, the cricket board. Um, oh shit! This is so frustrating. It must be frustrating for you guys. No, no, Sorry. you're fine.
1: You're fine, mate. But you, you're rewarding. It was a as you said, it was a long, frustrating, but rewarding journey, which you continued for a number of years, even after you moved to Texas, mate. Yeah,
2: well, the important thing for us was not to get an absolute amount, but instead get a proportion of the yeah. revenues, um, because we were we were we were, um, we were aware that the, the television rights within India, and that's where the importance was. The television rights there were going through the roof as there was competitors, a, a significant amount of competitors for, for the market over there.
1: That's no, all right. So how in terms of India, with how much they sort of dominate the game economically and that, what can we do, what can world cricket do to try and get it a bit fairer and so you don't have the case of like, Test Tour coming up, the South African players playing 2020 back home instead of playing in New Zealand. That's the desperately needed sort of rescue of Test Cricket needs to happen.
2: Yeah, look, I think Test Cricket's um, going extremely well in Australia, England and India. India, yeah. Um, But outside of that, like, um, Test matches make those boards lose money. And there are a significant number of boards out, uh, cricket boards out there, that are pretty much flat boked Yeah. So, for them to be able to entice players to stay to stay loyal to the international scene, they have to offer some sort of remuneration. That whilst it's very very difficult to offer the same amount of monies that these T20 leagues. um, provide
1: it just still needs to be a bit it, it just needs to be a bit more even and
2: there's a couple of things you can do and they're both very very difficult the first one is like cricket um, the Indian cricket board is everyone's biggest customer so everyone is very res- respectful of that and aware of that and th- They count on India coming to your cricket board or to to, to your country to gain all these television rights. So India's really, really important. Um, And I think they do a a wonderful job of promoting cricket over there. I I think they're very, very clever. Um, But the other boards need to rally together and just stand up to the BCCI. Now, whilst that sounds easy, it's not, because they always feel threatened about the scheduling of games and the amount of games they get to play against India, which is everyone's payday. Um, So they need to band together, and probably their first exercise they need to do is just have a look at the financial model that they have for ICC revenues derived from the ICC events. Um, it, it's just way out of whack, and it, the, the poor the, the, the poor countries just seem to be getting lesser and yeah. lesser um, proportion of the revenues. So given it, that 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 needs to change, yeah. um, and change is difficult, especially w- when you're dealing with the BCCI, because everything in that backyard is wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, and perhaps I just don 't appreciate you know the strain that a lot of boards are, are under um, so if the ITC can you know i won 't call it fun cricket but the increase of distributions you can tag those grants or whatever your loans whatever you want to call them you, you can tag them with the fact that they must be sent on test cricket and the remuneration of the remuneration of players um, that 'll give them a far better chance of retaining their players in the international scene rather than go off to the T20. The, the, the situation, I think the ideal situation from my perspective is, and I think you'll find this will grow more and more, is that players will you know, start off and they want to play international cricket and test cricket because still to this day, that's the pinnacle for all players across the yes. world. All of them. So... The pinnacle, Tim, pin, I think, get yep, through. Um, yeah, it's the pinnacle. Yeah. And I think you'll find that, you know, that ambition will ensure that the players in the early part of their career, early to mid part of their career, is that they'll, they'll, they'll try to, you know, fulfill their ambition. And then once they get in the, you know, the, uh, a significant amount of time playing representative cricket, it's almost like a retirement plan going around and playing T20 tournaments yeah. where they pay you a great deal of money for not a great deal of work. Um, and, and I'd like to see, like to see that a, 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 as you know, basically a standard rule, or a standard mode. I, I, and then cricket, international cricket will be exactly what it's supposed to be and yeah. test cricket will be exactly what it's supposed to be, and that's a test.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so, you know, hopefully that's the way it pans out. Yeah. You know, it, it You know, it bothers me quite a bit that uh, the international game may be in danger, but in Australia it's safe. You know, the, the, this country is just it's full of wonderful people who love supporting that country, and as a country, we're a small little country, but, my God, we pack a punch.
0: Yeah.
2: So... Um, I don't see if for test cricket in Australia as long as they've got someone to play against, which, you know, at the end of the day, if it's just the other countries don't want to play any cricket, well, OK, that's fine. Um, but uh, and then you've just basically got a trifecta of teams being India, uh, Australia and England, and a lot of people will say, oh, they just keep on playing the, you know, the same people all the time. And, yeah, that's true, and you might miss out on a few, you know, or a number of players that are, you know, you who know, uh, have outstanding records, but unfortunately play for the countries that don't have test cricket. Yeah. So, and even if there's only three teams, and if it's India, England, and Australia, they're typically always very strong. Great contest. Like, there's just so much to love about those
0: yeah. competitions. No, and I think true.
2: people will appreciate. I think people will appreciate going to games where, and I think the essence of sport. Is going as from a spect- spectator's point of view, is going to a game not knowing who's going to win.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. At the
2: moment, we have so the we have these, you know, uh, we have some various bilateral arrangements where, you, you know, you basically know the result before yeah. the game started. Um, so you know, uh, it, it, it's not the end of the world if a couple of countries don't want to play Test cricket. But to me, it just um, you know, makes it more,
3: well, makes
0: it easier. Yeah, to have no, I understand you
2: know, what coming from. great yeah. series.
3: Some certainly uh, thought. Uh, well, uh, in agree, we're all in agreement here. Some yeah. th- thought prov- provoking comments there, but uh, have to also ask about the uh, tsunami appeal game. Um, obviously, talking about cricketing bodies banding together and playing for a cause. Um, yeah. I hear on the grapevine that was your little brainchild.
2: Yeah, well, um, you know, when tragedies happen like that. You know, you really sit down and think how lucky yeah,
0: you are. Sometimes
2: no. you don't feel lucky. But then you just got to, you know, just cast your mind to other people. And they're always someone that's worse off. And the tragedies of the tsunami were significant. Um, and, uh, you know, as sporting people who... Um, you had a connection to various countries and all that sort of stuff, it was the very least we could do. So I approached Cricket Australia and said, look, you know, we can raise a bunch of money here that will be helpful for, and I, th- I think the majority of it went to Sri Lanka, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I think um, so,
2: yeah. But um, you know, I, th- I think we raised over $17 million and yeah. every player across the world who was invited to play, and we we're very fortunate there wasn't much cricket on at that stage, yeah international cricket so you, you had the greats playing and uh, I don't know if you went to that but it was a wonderful occasion like typically those sort of games you know where it's not real cricket it's more about entertaining um a pretty dull and you know crappy
1: yeah i agree with you they sort of lose yeah. its its oomph pretty quick yeah. but that game did you know, it's
2: supposed to be a bit, it's supposed to be a bit of fun yeah and that game was huge yeah. It, it was so much it was so much fun and whilst it was my brainchild <laughs> you you got to dip your lid to Cricket Australia and channel nine who just got behind it and Cricket Australia provided all the resources the MCG provided all their resources free of charge channel seven sorry channel nine um, they jumped on board and, and that was really significant because we could be in that game all over the world, which obviously brings in greater revenue. So, yeah. uh, you know, whilst it was my brainchild uh, and it annoys me when I see that, you know, uh, oh, I did all the work for this. No, I, oh. I had an idea yeah. and the other people did the work. And, you know, we, we were very, very fortunate it all came together and it was a wonderful
1: occasion. Right, Tim. Time for a couple of serious ones in terms of, Yep, like myself, you finally stopped bullshitting, bullshitting yourself, and admitted you had a problem with the booze, and took some matters in control yourself. Like I'm eleven years now, as I've said previously, as a joke. Apologies to the pubs and clubs I've driven bankrupt in that time <laughs> through not drinking, but yeah, just a matter of just being honest to yourself there, Tim, and the changes and and your life now with your you know with your wife and your grandchildren and along those sides side of things, Tim.
2: Okay, man. Um Yeah, look. As a you know, and I call myself an addict. Um, it, it's a difficult exercise stopping that addiction. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I was just fortunate enough that I hit rock bottom. Yep. That's really, really important. Yeah. It's not until you was. hit rock, yep. rock 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 bottom that you'll start emerging, and the first. You know, this is part of the 12 steps of rehabilitation. Yep. The, the the first step is to admit you've got a problem. Yes. And the second step is that you can't do it alone.
0: Yeah.
2: And it was at that point where I thought, you know, I could give up the drink by myself and I realised I couldn't and I needed, um, you know, a helping hand. And I checked myself in. I didn't, I didn't tell my wife, but I... Oh, actually don't don't say that. Um, I checked myself into a, a wonderful facility called La Hacienda um, in the in the, the hill country of Texas. it's gorgeous up there. It's a great environment, um, you know rivers and everything. And I had the best thirty days of my life there. It was fascinating, uh, it was scary,, yeah. it was, but most of all, it was just rewarding. And I I can recall that there's a prayer, and unfortunately I can't remember the prayer. It's on page 53, I think, of the big book. There's a prayer that you're encouraged to say at night because it's very spiritual, not religious, spiritual, the 12 steps. And there's a prayer that you keep saying at night to try to connect to God, whatever your God is. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night where everything just went white and then disappeared. And for me, that was A, bloody weird, yep. but B, a sign, a sign that I wasn't alone. And um, so I went to rehab and I approached it rather than, you know, getting myself better. Which would have been, which is obviously a byproduct of what I wanted to do, it was to really get into the stuff, such that when I got out, I was able to be a good sponsor for any bloke who's having addiction issues, and so I sort of did a couple of extra yards. I'm not trying to be big-headed or whatever, but I wanted, I wanted to do that because I thought a. yeah, it's the right thing to do. And B, I have forgotten, my
1: friends. Sorry about that. No, 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 that's fine. Just where it? you where you were helping but, yeah, people it was, with a, it, with you know addiction problems, and you jumped on board, yeah. and you you had a couple of scary incidents there with that as well, Tim. Where you know there was shotguns fired and just missed. So yeah, it was um things happened with that when you jumped the board and tried to help others as well. Well,
2: I think that's important. Yeah. You know, and, and and don't think I'm like one of these American sportsmen who's going to go, ah, thank God, and all no, that no, sort no, of stuff. No, I like no, to play no. pretty pl- like yeah. low profile on that. But, you know, I'm a believer. And, and if you asked me four years ago, do you believe there's something out there that presides over all of us, I would have thought you're a nutcase.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but five days into rehab it just came upon me that I was never going to drink again. Um, it's quite eerie, this spiritual journey, and it gives you so much strength. And, you know, subsequent to that, I've, and I'll put it in loose terms, sponsored a couple of the young drug addicted guys. So, you know, stuff. it's so sad. Like everyone sees these guys on meth or cocaine or fentanyl, which is awful drug. The public sees,
1: oh, fuck. Yeah, they see God, it. God, this is frustrating.
2: They,
1: no, that's fine. frustrating to you. No, that's okay. They see what was that.
2: I what, what, what was I saying? It was an important thing I was going
1: to about, say. About, the, about kids and, and that on those drugs, and the public see it. And they just oh, virtually they, they, blame they, that well, kid. Yeah, go for it. Keep going. Yeah, look,
2: look, and so I've taken a couple under my wing, um, or a few animal wing, unfortunately, we lost one of them, uh, whose heart just packed in. Yep. Um, but the, 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 the great thing is it's beneficial to both of you, it, not just the bloke that you're sponsoring, but it also keeps you honest, like you're, you're basically want a better expression, their hero. And if they see you falling off, well then they 've got no chance. So yeah. there's an ultimate responsibility for you to lead, uh, practice what you preach. Yeah, I like that. And it gives the kids the best and it gives the kids the best chance of succeeding. And one of my guys that I look after is a wonderful bloke. He's about thirty two, he used to be the number one ranked soccer player um coming out of college. And um he had an awful experience where he found um his father um, dead with a needle in, his, uh, needle in his arm on the eve of the championship game um, for Sacramento, who he played for, Sacramento University. And I, 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 he, he took to me, I took to him, and he's got so much to offer. He's brilliant. He's almost genius-like in his brain. And he had racked up 30 visits to rehabs and he still couldn't kick it. And I'm so happy to say that this guy's now over two years sober. He's he's back working. He's got his life back. He had yeah. a few um, he had a few dramas um, with you know possession charges and all that sort of stuff. And the majority of them have been dropped. He needs to still address them going forward. Yep. but he's in such a good state of mind. He's gonna be okay. Right. And he's a wonderful bloke and I can't, I, and I just can't tell you how rewarding that is And selfishly from my perspective, but I love this kid. Um, I love the other kids that I look after. They're wonderful, they start The, the progression to math is just ugly and it's irresponsible. Yeah. The, 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 a lot of the guys that I found in rehab well, guys who are injured playing sport or whatever, and they're putting they're put on um, these drugs called OxyContin, I think it's called, which uh, it is you know a painkiller, mm-hmm. but it's highly addictive, yeah. and it was marketed as not addictive. Yeah. Um, and there's current litigation over the states about all of this. Um, so, t- through no fault of their own, they get addicted. Because the doctors prescribing it, they get addicted um, um, to the drug, and then the resistance of the body sort of fights up against it. And the next thing you know, to get that same sort of ease and the ease of pain and all that sort of stuff, they go for things stronger. And you know, it's it's just a gradual, it's a gradual graduation, and uh, you know, it's a really slippery. Like from there, yeah. so it, it, it really changed my perception of people who have a problem with drugs. Yeah, they're all good. They're all good kids, and just through the pure fraudulent activities of this um, big pharma company, uh, it, it, it' it it's claimed you know, there's a hundred thousand people a year die in the United States of drug overdoses or complications from using drugs. It's it's a war. It really is a war. Yeah, that's probably a good way Um, of putting it. And, yeah, and so, you know, when you see someone who's drug addicted or whatever, don't judge. As, As Ted Lasso says, don't judge. Be curious. yeah. And I honestly think that's just a terrific
1: mantra. Yeah, no, that's superb. Now, Tim, you've been living over in Texas now for a fair while with Katie and with your children over there. Yeah. And, geez, it makes me feel old where I see photos of Ben with uh, kids having you know, been coaching at Prince's when, <laughs> ben, when Ben was there. So that does make me feel ancient. But just, know yeah, and, of course, your vital other role as being president of the uh, veteran of the... Austin Crowes Australian Football Club. Um, it goes through about your life over there as well, Tim.
2: Well look Initially, when Katie and I got married, yeah. um, she she agreed to stay in Australia, and I think we put it down to seven years. You know, we had a little handshake agreement. Of course, me deviously thinking she's going to fall in love with Australia, we won't have to go back to the states. Yep. Uh that didn't pan out that well. She, she loves Australia, but she loves her friends, family, yep. Yep. and all that. And, you know, so in a sense, I was kicking and screaming because I just love Australia. I, I, you guys just don't appreciate how much of a wonderful country this is. Um, and so I, I packed the bags, moved to Austin, and... Uh, Austin's just a beautiful place. It is wonderful. It's laid back. It's probably the size of Adelaide, but unfortunately growing exponentially at the moment as people realise that New York and uh, Los Angeles, California or whatever, it's a pretty ordinary place to uh, to live, just through taxation and, and, and things Of yep. that perspective. Um,
1: oh God. Yeah, so Jeez, in terms pick. of everyone... Yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Austin. So yep. Yep. It, it was an easy
2: transition. It's a wonderful
1: transition. You
2: know, to, to watch, I've got two homes. I've got the home being Adelaide and Austin. And the oh, one of the great things over there, and it sounds all a bit snobby, but I have. Like we live you know, 500 yards from the Austin Country Club, and whilst that sounds a bit snobby, and you know, to be honest, there are a couple of snobs out there, but the guys are just wonderful, and you know, I've formed so many you know lifelong friendships there that it was going to be difficult for us to leave, um, and, and especially leave and come back. And you know, I'd like to come back, but you know, I, I, you know when I think about it, we want to be close to our you know, we. Well, we would never move if our kids were still in Austin. So yeah, you know, just if they all decide that it's getting a little bit too dangerous in the United States, which I think it is, um, I, I, you know, I'll put a bit of money on at least, at least one of the kids coming back here to put yeah. that kid through school. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be difficult to move. But Austin's wonderful... The Austin Country Club—it's like a pub. That's where everyone goes after every day, and and it's just dead set beautiful there. There's nothing better than playing around a golf and just sitting out in the patio, and you know, these days having a nice fresh lime and soda. Um, it, it, it's a wonderful place, and it's a pity Australia don't have those sorts of facilities, because it, it it's a wonderful community project. It Really, is. everybody knows each other. Everybody. If anyone's in trouble, everyone bandies around them. Um, the Americans are very generous. Um, they're all a bit weird, but they're <laughs> bloody generous. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I, I will travel out here, you know, six times a year, um, see mum and dad and yeah. meet up with my mates and all that So of course And, um, you know, that will keep me satisfied. Yeah. But yeah. you never know. And You, you love never com- know what happens.
1: You love coming home to say hello to the traffic lights too, Tim. Um, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Other I b- actually watched the booze bus. Or what's the booze bus yesterday out of my hotel window. It was on King William Street. Yeah. Yep, yep. I nearly, got my, I, nearly <laughs> I nearly, raced down and got in my car and tried to drive through it because <laughs> I'm a sober dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I know what it. you mean there. Uh, no, I know exactly what you mean there. That's, don't worry, I have done that, Tim. So, yes, yes. <laughs> managed to get pulled over three Good times in one night. So that was, the, the, yeah. and that sort of thing, that was quite amusing. Um, Tim, now let's yeah. on the other serious side of it. You are going through yeah. a serious health battle at the moment. You do have prostate cancer. Um, you do wish to make the point that as blokes, don't bloody avoid a test. And we're all guilty of it as blokes. We're all, um, you know, won't be me, won't be me. We're all sort of bulletproof. And you were okay, and yeah. then you you didn't go to a test, and you've actually broken the oncology test. Looking at an article in the Sydney Herald this morning, where you went from yeah. one to fourteen point eight, where four is considered dangerous. So that's quite ridiculous as well, Tim. In terms of the um, number, to, you actually, know.
2: I think I, th- I think that number is a little bit inflated. It was yeah, high, but on yeah, that high. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah look, can I, as I said before, was difficult. The, more, the older you get, the more yeah. difficult but more rewarding it becomes.
0: Yeah.
2: And so, you know, I, it was back in January and um, I was feeling pretty tired all the time. And so I actually went to the doctor to get a testosterone check. And, you know, it came back and the t- testosterone was fine, but my PSA um, was, you know, had gone to elevated status. Um, so, yeah, it was a little bit, it was a shock. And I, for some reason, I've always worried about getting cancer. I don't know why. I was always a bit of a worrier. But when we got told, it, it, I'm not trying to be a hero here, but it, it didn't really faze me. But Katie and I looked at each other as we walked out and said, Should we be feeling worse than we are? And I have the greatest support network in my family. I might get emotional here.
1: Ah, go for it, mate.
2: My wife, when I married my wife, I remember remember saying that Katie is the best person I've ever met. As I stand here now, 25 years later, actually, I've got no idea how many years. That's fine. I can t- I can tell you that I underestimated her. Yeah. She's a gem, she's, a- she's an angel on earth, and so are all my kids, which has shown yeah. me huge support through this and you know they've made something that could have been really, really hard into something like more of an adventure. That's how I, I think that's a good word. it's an adventure. Haven't had this before? little problem, you've got to overcome it. Thank God it's prostate cancer and nothing, you know, of elevated, uh, you know, uh, n- nothing that metastasizes really quickly. Um, and you know, yesterday, you have just bad days and you have good days. But any healthy person has that.
0: Yeah.
2: And I'm very fortunate fortunate with the side effects, which at the moment seem more significant. Uh, following radiation but the, it's a good sign the body's healing you okay. and, and before I came out here I, I had my scans after my radiator uh, 42 days oh, I don't know how many days what radiation I had and they're all gone Wow. Well, yes. and um, it, it's
0: not the it,
2: it, it's not the end of the story not, um, not. there's still there's still a bit of a way to go but it's it's it, you know, I'm on the home strike. Right. No, you know, I, I, all, all we need to do is just keep it at, at bay. Um, I'm on, you know, a truckload of drugs or whatever for another 11 months. Yep. And whilst, you know, you can hear the frustration in my voice sometimes, Yeah, it, it's frustrating. But, but all my side effects seem to pass very, very quickly. So you don't get down about it. Because you know yeah. it's going to pass. You know you're going to yep. reach that finishing line and then you're going to feel good again. And you just work it out after a period of time of things you do that makes you feel more tired than you already are because you've got no testosterone. Yep. Um. And you just work it out. And and again, you've just got this incredible love from the family and friends. Yeah. And it's all very, very manageable. And to, quite, to be frank... I
1: think it's made me a better bloke. Yeah, I can. I do get that, Tim. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's a great way of thinking about it. Uh, if we can use some cricket terminology, you're uh, chasing down the 100 or the 10 for and you're almost there. And uh, and uh, Yeah, and I'm uh, going to get there. And you are going to get there, exactly right. So, no, that's fantastic. No doubt
1: in the world. Yeah, look, we sort of normally close off with, You know, best batsman, bold or best thing is. But I actually sort of don't think that's appropriate on this. I think this, I think you've closed it superbly. And what you're going through, you're fighting like buggery. Great support from Katie and your kids. And look, I love your Facebook posts, and you can almost feel the warmth coming through as you post photos of Poppy with you and things like that. And look, Tim, privileged, privileged to have you on board, board on the interviewing side of things. And look, Look forward to catching up, mate. All the best.
2: Mate, uh, same here. Look, thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. You know, I've enjoyed it. Um, but the, the message, and I probably haven't emphasised this enough, is don't be a fool like me, men. Take a PSA test every year. Yeah. I skip one year and it cost me. I, yeah. I, you know, I felt like an idiot. Yeah. I let my family down. I let everyone down by... Been too scared to go and get a blood test. Like yeah. goodness me! Anyway, I'm beyond that now, Yeah. and life is rosy again. A little, some little frustrations as you would have experienced today. Yeah. But as I said, they just pass. And to be honest, I find some of them quite humorous. Like yesterday, I've woken up with a just this purple patch on the left hand side of my face. Um. You know, that's just one of the side effects you go through.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and apparently it's got to do with sleeping on your side that puts pressure on your capillaries or something. like. Okay, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I might sleep on the other side so i look symmetrical <laughs> tomorrow. But, uh, um, yeah, like uh, I'm in a good place. I love it and I've loved talking to you guys. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Um, and as long as we get that message out of blokes, Please do your PSA checks. Um, You know, I'll I'll be happy. That's that's the ambition
1: of this interview. Yeah, no, appreciate it, Tim. Greatly appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Hold on on the line, too, as we finish here. Yeah, no, thanks, Tim. Thank you, you, Tim.
3: Thank you. Hey, see you guys. Thanks, mate. Have a
2: good one.